Sometime you wake up in the morning or anytime and you need a sipper. You need something to start you out. And I'm talking about magic mind. It creates that flow state that you've been wanting. It has adaptogens, nootropics, and all types of magic in it. You want to go get it, magicmind.co. Use promo code Theo for 10% off. Today's guest is a -a one-of-a-kind type of man in the country music uh, genre and really just a young legend in entertainment. Uh, He just won the CMA's New Artist of the Year Award. Uh, I mean, he's just, the dude is just dang talented. And we're happy to have him here today, Mr. Morgan Wallen. Like, I feel like comedians 10 years ago could say whatever they fucking whatever they wanted. Oh, yeah. I feel like, yeah. A little and now bit. it's like comedy's even getting restricted, right? Yeah. That sucks because like some of the funniest jokes are the mess, most messed up ones. I know. Well, I think now one thing you're seeing, though, like in clubs, like say in like Denver has a club where they will uh, take your phones before people go in. They'll bag them up. So it's this company even that they have like these little bags at the front. As you check in and get your ticket, they put it in there. They lock it. So you get to keep your phone, but there's no way for you to unlock it. Uh, So then at least then it's like the environment is still safe. But all it takes is somebody who's being Sneaking one in. Risque. I mean, it's yeah. not like they're patting them down or anything. Yeah. No, they're not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> There's not like a T-Mobile mascot out there, you know, <laughs> frisking or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It really should be, though. No, no doubt. But yeah, do you think about that in music though? Do you think about I don't know if does it does that play the same in music where there's things you can't say now? I haven't really considered it honestly. I mean, I guess if I were to write a lyric and I was or was you know thought somebody <laughs> might get triggered by it, maybe. But so far, I haven't. I don't, so far, I have not really even considered that. Yeah, dude, people. Uh, yeah, people love your music, man. I was at a funeral. I'm not even joking. I'm probably about seven weeks ago and they played what was the one album what was the album that whiskey glasses was on what's the title of that album it's called if i know me yeah they played that at it yeah and i'm like this is a, it was the weirdest if, fit they played bro. if i know me yeah if i know me yeah, yeah <laughs> what for a funeral bro, it was really weird bro but i said damn this guy has made it he had i mean he's made it not only for the living but for the dead, for the dead. that's and, almost uh, that's almost more important what uh do you feel like because now I mean you're famous now? I think yeah, it's it's starting to feel that way. Yeah, I uh, you know I just I went to the airport the other day and got recognized. This this girl came up to me and I I, I was trying to be incognito, you know, like somewhat. I wasn't hunched over. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you take a cane? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I I had you know I had a mask on and had a hat on and stuff and. She, I had my back turned to her, and she came up and poked me in and was like, hey, are you Morgan Wallen? I'm like, yeah. She's like, are you really? I'm like, yes, I really, <laughs> yeah. I really am. And so we got a picture or whatever. And before we before she left, I was like, by the way, how, how'd you know it was me? You know, like, what gave it away? And she was like, I just know your eye region. And I was like, 
<laughs> my eye reads. All right, that's a little creepy, but you might have to get like a little. Uh, you got to get something. You might have to get some shapes, some specs, or something. I, well, on the way back, I, uh, I, I put, I just wore a hood. Yeah, and that the hood was fine. But like summertime travel, I'm not sure what we're gonna do there. You know, but yeah. I, that was my first time being in an airport by myself in a long time. Really, since I haven't been in, in an airport by myself in probably like three years. Right. So, and then since quarantine, I haven't been in an airport at all. So it was just like it was a leap of faith. Dang. <laughs> and you went by yourself. Yeah, I did. Dang. Is it uh now was this part nice? Cause I noticed this. Like it used to be like I would feel because I mean I get recognized some, right? But yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's a it's a different level I feel like that you're on, like especially with music. Like people are you, you guys are rock stars. You know, like we gotta come up with some serious riddles. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like and I don't have a bass drum out there, you know what I'm saying? Like you guys really put it on people. Yeah. Um but I noticed having the mask is really nice because then it's like if I want the uh, the the possible the the dopamine hit I get from somebody recognizing me or whatever I can I can I can make that happen and if not I can put it up. Yeah. Well, sometimes I'm sure you might get recognized too just based off your hair. Yeah. I'm sure that might be the case. But yeah. Yeah, I, the hair doesn't help. No, doesn't not, help. it doesn't help you either probably. No, it doesn't at all. Um but that's also a good thing, I think. You know, it's like, well, do you want it to work? You're probably gonna have to deal with being recognized sometimes. You know, it's just part of it. So I don't, I don't, I don't dislike it. It's just, yeah. it can be a little, especially just, you know, just realizing you might be being videoed or whatever. It's just, it's a little weird. You know, it's like you feel a little violated. You know, yeah. But it's just part of it. Um, but the mask thing, you know, maybe I don't want masks to be required forever. But maybe like for the next couple of years, it won't be weird if you're if you're wearing a mask, you know. Cause yeah. I might just stick one on for the next couple of years. Well, the air, I like it on the airline because for one, I notice everybody's quiet on the plane. It's like it's quiet. It used to be maybe there's some loud kids, you know. Um, and then also, I feel like like I, I started to feel this pressure sometimes where if I wasn't in first class, then it would make then I would be like people would think something of me like oh yeah it's my own thing in my own head it has nothing to do with them it's my own thing like oh they're gonna think i'm not success you know I what know. i'm saying i get that yeah so like then it's kind of nice if i can't say if it's just a last minute fight there's no first class i can sit anywhere and as long as i have my mask i'm pretty safe yeah, you know nobody's probably gonna come up to you yeah yeah it i just, understand the pressure though i know what you're talking about it's like oh you want to I'm you doing something. I'm doing so well. I got four number ones. But I, surely he's got a lot of money, you know. <laughs> he got four number ones, and why is he in sixteen B? Yeah. I, I got news for you. I got more fans than I got money right now. <laughs> <laughs> now, is it kind of crazy going from like I noticed there's a there's a moment where you're good and you know it, right? You know what you're capable of. You know, like it's just as an artist, as a performer, as just a human being you know it but other people don't realize it yet and that for me that always felt like a kind of a special kind of place it's like i know how capable i am but everybody else kind of doesn't really but then you you break that that the levy there and then it's like everybody just knows it's almost like the secret has been told kind of you ever feel anything like that yeah i do i mean and i think at that point you know it's like when before people know you you, you have something to prove for yourself you know like i gotta show them because i want to yeah. you know and then once you get kind of past that they start expecting it from you and then you're like oh i gotta prove it for them now so you, it's like it's just two different kind of places i guess but hopefully you can hold on to proving it for yourself for a long time because i think that's more important than proving it for anyone else yeah 
Yeah, I agree. I think it just gets tricky, you know? It does. I think just the more success you have, the, the trickier it gets is what I'm realizing. I don't even know how to put all of it into words, but there's just so much going on at, at yeah. once. You know, like somebody, they expect this and, you know, they think they, they've they bought in. They've they've cared about you for so long, so they have to, they have a say in what you do. You know, it's like they almost feel like they're half your manager or something, you know? So it's like you got to be careful about listening to it and, and reading into to people's comments too much because, you, I mean, they love you because you're you, not because of what they want you to be, you know? Yeah. Damn, man, I wish you lived in my head, bro, because I go down the other path. A lot of times I'll start like, you know, I worry so much. Like, what do people expect now? And like, how how would I behave, you know, sometimes, you know? And I'm sure for you guys, it's even a total, it's, it's at an even more grandiose level. No, don't get me wrong. I don't live that. I don't, I don't always live by what I just told you. I sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a, like, do as I, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Um, but. I, I try to, you know, like there, there'll be days where I'll go down that rabbit hole and I'm like, God, dude, this is, this is impossible, you know, cause they, so many people have so many different opinions. There's no way to, to please all of those. Yeah. But some days I wake up and I'm like, Hey, I'm going to do what I want to today. And I just feel like I'm a lot happier that way. Amen, man. Wow. Now, do you notice like, uh, yeah, you said there's like fans, like whenever you have fans from a long time ago that have been with you since the beginning, kind of, it is interesting because you kind of listen to them and sometimes I'll almost go to them for like a, a point of view of myself that I feel like I can't get anymore. Yeah. No, I get that, dude. I, I you know, there's some people, it's been so long since we've, we've played shows, so I haven't seen their faces in a long time, but I mean, there, there was this one guy in like the South Carolina, North Carolina and anywhere in that region, he would come to just every single show you know and i'd always talk to him maybe have a drink with him or whatever he was just like my boy yeah um and then there was this lady and her and her uh, family member they they came to i don't know like 20 something shows like you know in a year or something something insane you know yeah and those you know you start seeing those faces and you start i don't know you start really appreciating them and start caring for them and i and i yeah I, you know if i look for a comment i I might look for theirs first and be like yeah yeah you know they they get it you know yeah <laughs> yeah there is something special about that yeah like i used to have a couple of people that would drive to different shows like come one guy drove his like he had this like beautiful car he'd refurbished and he brought it up from like Tallahassee and drove it up so I could see it at a show one time you know just because we'd had an interaction online and it yeah. was just like man it's pretty it was just interesting you know but then I felt next thing I'm riding around the block in his car and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that you know it's interesting the fans you kind of have from the beginning, you know. It is. I mean, at that point, you don't really think about it. You're like, you know, you may be like, oh well, they're here again. You know, like, <laughs> great. <laughs> but the the longer the longer you get going, and the more people that jump on the wagon, you kind of, I don't know, you just never forget them. I, I guess you never probably will, and that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, super cool. But you can't like it's it's interesting because in the beginning you can kind of have a beer with that one guy, or you can kind of have a beer with that you know the mom and daughter that came, and you can give them a hug after a show. And there's you know you can hang out outside of the venue and spend a little bit of time with yeah. people. But then that starts to go away. Definitely. Um, and yeah, I mean for you, you can't. I mean you can't do that anymore. No, no, you you can't. And like, like I said, it's been so long since I've since I've even played a show. I, don't, I feel like <laughs> things have even for for us the last since the last time we played a show and now. I, things have grown so exponentially totally i mean it's like unreal how much they've grown so i don't even i'm not even sure what i can what i couldn't can't do in, in inside in a, in a venue you know because it's just it's just so much different but yeah i remember we used to play some you know we we started playing shows me and my booking agent we we had a you know a whole plan you know instead of going and opening for other people playing you know clubs and and theaters and opening for someone let's just go do our own thing in these tiny places and build it from the ground up amen so like 
we would go to like I can't remember like the boathouse in Myrtle Beach or something. It was called something like that, you know. And I would I would play a I'd play a show for maybe a hundred people, two hundred people, and probably a hundred boats. Max, too. Yeah, no, no, there. Well, I don't even think it was. Oh, on, I don't even think it was on the water. Uh, oh come on, man! That's <laughs> it was, false. Yeah, yeah. Bro. Um, but I, I can't remember what I, I don't know if that's the exact name. I could be wrong. Damn, but, that's like an oyster bar, but they only have lamb. Yeah, you know? it's like oh man. <laughs> um, but that would bring I would bring people up on the bus. And it's like that's when I first got a bus. You know, it's like I was I probably wasn't even, I wasn't making any money at this show. <laughs> I was losing money to pay for this bus. Yeah, if you if you have a bus in the beginning, you lose the money. <laughs> oh to pay yeah, for that bus. I was losing money for sure. And uh, but I would bring them up there and I'd play them some songs. Like four or five people, I'd play them songs on my bus. You know, just Damn. on the guitar, and they would hang. And it was like, I think that those are moments that I. You know, I didn't realize how how unique those moments were at right. the time because I didn't I didn't know if I was going to do any more than that. I didn't know if I was going to make it any further. Well, I didn't know if know. I was going to get another bus. I didn't know if I was going to get a tractor trailer. You know, I didn't. <laughs> I thought I might have to give this bus back real quick. So, uh, but it's looking back now, it's, those moments were really unique and special, and uh, and I know I'll I'll remember them, and I think they will too. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, man. It's interesting how like. Um yeah, those moments, it's like it, they just kind of disappear. It's They don't disappear. I mean, you always have them, but you can't go back and relive that exact same thing a little bit. No, you can't. And I think that's part of what makes them unique and special, you know, because if you could continue to do them, then it would just not be a special yeah. for, for anyone. It would just be a known thing. And I think that's part of, you know, the 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 mystique about something like that. Um, but, yeah, it would. It, it's 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 funny to think about, like, the, the steps that you take to, to get where you're going and how beautiful a lot of those you know those things, those moments that you. Yeah. Once you look back, you realize how unique and special they were. You know, and you don't. It, once you get to a massive scale, it's kind of just like a lot of them are the same kind of deals the whole way through. You know, it's like, oh, you've reached this point. Where do you where do you go now? You know? Right. Yeah, you start working with the same company. Everybody's kind of it becomes a little bit more like a Best Buy kind of a little, a little, little bit. A little more corporate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little more corporate. We got a question right here from a fellow that sent this in right here. All right. And obviously a Joe Burrow fan. R.I.P. Hey, the Morgan. This is Flim from Washington D.C. Yes, phlegm, like the shit in your throat. Damn, uh, by way of Alabama. And this question for both of you guys. I just wanted to know uh, when you guys were up and coming and making your way, whether it's in stand-up or in country music, did you ever book a gig or show up to a venue and there was only like two or three people there? And since you had already booked and were being paid, you just had to power through. And uh, how awkward was that for you? Thanks, gang gang. Gang, bro. That's a good question, man. Yeah, phlegm. <laughs> That's a hey, in honor of him, <clears throat> in honor of in honor of Burrow's leg. Clear my throat right there, <laughs> your boy. Uh, good question. Um, I did. I did. Did you? Yeah, bro. I did a few of those. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> just one. I wish there was only one. I know. It's okay. uh, <laughs> um, probably my most notable one was like. I don't even know if I'd gotten a record deal yet. It was right when I first moved to to Nashville, and my booking agent was like, "Cause I had a band, you know," and he was like, "Well, I want we're gonna I'm gonna send y'all out on the road and play some cover band shows, and just make sure, just get you guys in your band just a little tighter, <laughs> yeah. and you know, make sure you guys are good." Right. Excuse me. All right. Cool. Whatever. What was the band's name? Oh, it was just me. Oh, still. Yeah, yeah, You yeah, and your band. Yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. Go. Sorry. But we were singing like like we were playing like long long sets, you know, like. Mm -hmm couple three hours like a long time Damn, bro. Yeah. So you're doing weddings yeah, yeah basically yeah <laughs> okay, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> except i think weddings paid a lot better than this yeah. um <laughs> and you know there would have probably been some hot girls yeah, at the wedding. Yeah, <laughs> this was not that a lot of thick uh, stepdads at this deal yeah, huh? yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, yeah, just just got off the public <laughs> golf course. <laughs> a lot of rosy-cheeked old men, huh? Yeah. yeah. A lot of Santa's little helpers out there. Yeah. And uh, the, probably this one, man, it was in Greenville, North Carolina. It was the first one we had done, man. And... I, so the, the, what they told us was we we're going to go to Greenville, North Carolina. That's where East East Carolina University is at. Okay, cool. You know, it's like a it was like a Friday or something. Yeah, yeah. There's, sure, there'll be a the lot. Pirates. of co- There's be some. Yeah, the pirates. Yeah, there'll be some. There'll be a lot of college kids oh, yeah. out here. You know, hell yeah, we'll, we'll be great. And we get there and like the first thing the dude says to us, he's like, "Yeah, by the way, guys, it's it's rush week or something. None of the frats or sororities are allowed to go out this oh, week. Oh, like, that's bad. Like, okay. Damn, Great. That's bad immediately. You know, maybe there's some people that stuck around this town that are a little, a little yeah. younger. There's some people that dropped out of school yeah, that are or still they, milling. they didn't make to the frat, you yeah, know? Yeah. yeah. We, <laughs> dude, we go up there, and I, so I'm, as soon as he starts saying that, I start pounding PBRs. Yeah. Just in, in the middle of the day, I'm like, oh, this is going to be Oh, yeah, bro. This is going to be bad. That's the North Carolina State bird, the PBR <laughs> dog. Yeah. Amen. Caw-caw. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, man... We get out there and I'm I'm pretty lit, dude. And like honestly, we have not had a chance to practice that much. And there's a bunch there is a bunch of songs on this list, you know. So I'm damn near making up words with these songs, lit, singing, and there's like four people, you know, one person kind of dancing a little bit and just, by himself. Yeah. That's the worst. Bro. Yeah. I couldn't tell you who who was actually there. But uh I start midway like through it i'm like halfway talking shit to the to the crowd i'm like god you guys suck <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm just not not having You're a good not time feeling you know, it, not feeling it all You're making you know it. telling my band to to replay the chorus and at the end you know let's do that <laughs> let's just keep this song going because i don't know the next one yeah, yeah. and it was like one of those moments where i knew i didn't want to do that i didn't want to play cover band shows yeah because it was extremely difficult, and you just don't never know what you're going to get. So that I think though, that moment, I'm pretty sure one of my buddies that I brought with me like told the guy his bar sucked, and like he yeah. got kicked out <laughs> of the bar. Like <laughs> you know, one of the five people there was my buddy, and he yeah. got kicked out because he was being an idiot. And it just, but it was one of those moments. I was like, well, I need to get it together. We really need to. We got I want to make something of this. I really, really love singing. I really don't like singing other people's music the whole time. I'd really like to sing my own. Yeah. So let's let's hone in and. And really work on this, and that was like that was the worst one we ever. The first one was the worst one. And Amen. We, we kept getting better. Damn. And you're still with some of the same guys today. Yeah, everybody in that band is still my band, except for my uh, one of my guitar players, and it was not any bad blood or anything. He he just got married and wanted to stay at home. On the oh road, yeah, I heard about that. I remember road, you yeah. talked about that in a, in a different interview. Yeah, man, that's wild, dude. I remember. Let me think. I remember one time. Uh, they brought me out. It was a, this was actually a Greek event. This was in, this is like University of North Florida or something. So they bring me Where out there. Where's that at? Uh, North Florida, where, I don't know. And it's, it's one of those schools you're like, I don't know if this really is school. You know <laughs> yeah. There's like 18 schools in Florida and that ain't, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah they cut it off. They, yeah. That's number 19. <laughs> There's like four gyms on campus. You're like, this shit is a little weird. You know, <laughs> like this shit ain't, this ain't checking out. So they're like, okay, we need you to go out there, start the show off. It's going to be great, right? I go out there, bro. These kids do not give a fuck about me. All they care about <laughs> is seeing their friends who are performing because each one of the Greek groups had like one of, they're doing something. They're doing like a, a you know, they're playing a song or doing a skit. Okay. So it's like I'm a talent show. Yeah, talent show. So I go out there and I guess they didn't consider me talent. So I go out there, bro. They're, they're booing. So I'm 
<laughs> just ripping through my material because it's all I have is my only weapon. There. Yeah. My only weapon is just these words that I have, you know, and only have about 15 minutes of material. So I burned through that in about seven minutes. Oh, yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, because part of your thing is like pausing and. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> None of that. Bro, every time I pause, I can feel how much more they hate me, you know. <laughs> so I'm like, damn, these pauses are pretty painful. Oh, I guarantee it. So I get through that. I bring out the group who's performing, coming out next. And I get backstage and I'm like, that was good. Uh, and they're like, you're back up in three minutes or something, right? And I had to go out seven more times out on that stage. You know, I had no more material. For 15 minutes each? Uh, no, no, no. For like three minutes each after that. Uh, to so like, you're like the host kind of. Yeah. Man. Ooh, it got so bad, bro. Like the third time. Dude, the, the third time. I picked up an American flag that was backstage and just walked out with it. Bro. <laughs> just that was it. <laughs> Some somebody sing the national anthem out here. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like I was surrendering, bro. Like I just was giving up. Spray paint that thing white. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was bad. <laughs> yeah. Just going over the red. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it was bad, man. But by the end it was almost funny that I kept coming out. They're like, No way he's coming back out. And I'd be like, I'm back. <laughs> How long ago was that? Man, that was probably ten years ago. But one, the one that hurt my feelings the most, I had a special that came out on Netflix probably a few years back, about five years ago. And I thought, oh, man, I, this is it. I made it. I've watched, it. I've watched oh, it. Oh, thanks, yeah, man. Yeah, Appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I get out there. I go to Chattanooga. It was in Chattanooga. I'm performing. And I'm excited. I get there. I'm thinking it's going to be hype, dude. Finally, people are coming. I've been doing this for, you know, nine years, ten years. Finally, people are going to come out. And I got there, bro, and there's like seven people there. It didn't do anything, dude. And there was just one, like, and one one girl came, bro. And that's always, (laughs) bro. It hurts you because it makes you think, like, dang, dude, I wish it wasn't her who came. But also... (laughs) We'll see how it goes, you know, because there's only one girl. And, bro, she was, she was a tough girl, boy. She had all the shoulders, bro. She was just uh, a strong lady, yeah. you know? Yeah, you met her? No, I've met a few, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, I love linebackers, too, you know? Yeah, no, she was, uh, <laughs> yeah, she was... She was just, and I still, I think I did actually end up making out with her, honestly. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's where I was at. Jay, she came, you gotta, <laughs> you appreciate her, you know? Yeah. Oh, dude, and she's a great girl. She's a very sweet gal. And I actually ended up, years later, she came up to me and said, do you remember me? And I said, I don't, I don't think so, you know? And she said, I came to your show in Chattanooga. And I was like, man. And I was actually pretty grateful she'd come because she, she was one-ninth of the audience, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, her. yeah, she was at least a ninth, you yeah. know? <laughs> uh, but it was, uh, yeah, that was a tough one, man. So you, you were having this, that was net, That was when they filmed the Netflix thing? That's when it, no, that's when it came out on oh, air. Oh, got you. So I thought that it Well, I'm on Netflix. I'm, I'm, yeah, I've made it. Yeah. And damn, it didn't do, it didn't do anything. Isn't, isn't, I mean, that's, that is a, that's an interesting thing, you know, you get, or like, for me, it'd be like Spotify or something, you know, like, all right, I got on, I got on hot country. Surely now I've, I've made it and people, yeah. <laughs> people are going to care now just, yeah. just because some, just because the editor really cares about me means everyone in the world is going to care. You know, yeah. it's like, it's not always how it goes. You know, you, you, and it's interesting to think you, they just got to care about you. Not because some, right. not because Netflix does or because HBO does or, because, you know, those, those people are just taking risk. It's not like they're not God telling these people to, 
to watch, you know. It's- right. Sometimes we give them that power. I think I always did, especially when I was coming up. I gave the media that power. Well, I think the media probably had a little bit more power when you were coming up, you yeah. know, because they didn't – or even maybe a little further than that because that was a lot of people's only way of of getting to see you. you right. Know, there wasn't as much social media. There wasn't as much YouTube. It was like – yeah, they were really you the gatekeepers. TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's like somebody offer you a TV show. I said I've turned down television shows left and right. It's just like I wouldn't. I, I would just have more success because uh, uh, I found success eventually by just starting my own thing. Yeah, you know, you, and going and doing things like Joe Rogan, like guys like that, like saying come on the podcast, and then that's what changed me. At least people being able to at least see me for me, you know. But like you're saying, it's they more of a natural thing. They they gravitate towards you. They do. It's something about, like, they can push it as many times. You can push the spins as many times as they want. But if there's not something, I think that they, if there's not something deeper in there, then it's not going to stick. It won't, man. And it, it's interesting. And, like, for, for I mean, I don't know what it, I don't, it's hard to put it that into words, too. It's like, I don't know what, what it is that people like about me or what it is that people like about you. But clearly there's something that they are drawn to, to that they feel connected to that. I think it's just being real, dude. I really, yeah. I really do. A lot of people just think they have to be a certain way or do a certain thing. Like, oh, I'm a country music singer. I gotta, huh? You know, I better buy a Conestoga wagon. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I need a couple. Yeah, yeah, I, need yeah. A, yeah. Like, I need a cowboy hat now. You know, it's like it's not. You know, I don't know. They, I think they just really know. They can. Everybody has a really good way of sensing out uh, someone who's not who's not being genuine. Yeah, yeah. I think authenticity is definitely becoming more and more of a uh, commodity than it used to be. But you also have to be cool. You have to be cool. Your authentic self needs to be cool. You know, like if you're if you're not, then I guess you're just out of luck. <laughs> you know, like if you're just not a cool person, then yeah, you're like damn, Larry's authentic as fuck. But he is lame. <laughs> yeah, but he's lame as hell, dude. Exactly. So, so it's kind of like if you don't if you don't have both, then like you're yeah, you got to have a hit. certain amount of authenticity, dude. I used to have this dude. I used to work on this farm. I worked on this cotton uh, soy bean farm and uh and corn over near uh like louisiana mississippi border mm-hmm. and we had this dude work with us bro and they call him raptor right that was his <laughs> nickname and not nickname after the truck no this was him first after, yeah after the the dinosaur yeah something bro <laughs> <laughs> something who knows man but he always used to be like man they named that truck after me i'm like dude they never they don't know nothing about you but <laughs> you know you gotta calm down a little did he really think that oh he 100 percent did but he would uh so one time, uh, they had a lot of tornadoes would come through there. So you have to go lay in one of the ditches whenever, if you were out there working, like we have to go lay in one of the ditches, right? So one day, a bit pretty, there's a pretty good twister in the distance. So we're scared, you know, so I run over, I lay in. He comes in behind me, lays right on top of me, bro. <laughs> That's fine, I guess. I mean, it's fine for safe. me, but it's just like, damn, dude, we must have 400 <laughs> yards of ditch and he laid right on top of me, man. But he had this unique thing about him. He used to go, after it would rain, he'd go lay, take his shirt off and lay on the concrete, bro, and just let that, like a snake, you know? Like chest down? Yeah, yeah, just let that heat get him, you know, just the heat what? coming off the concrete. Was he cold-natured or something? He might have been, man. Yeah, he was walking around shivering all day? Yeah, he might have been. <laughs> I think he was definitely, he was a little bit shivering. I'm sure when it came to schoolwork, he made him shiver a little. <laughs> it sounds like it. Here's a question right here from a young fella, man, Uh-oh. who, uh... Who sent this in? What's up, Theo? What's up, Morgan? Reporting live from <laughs> France. From France. Um, just want to say big respect as a fellow mullet man or aspiring mullet man. And uh, my question was, Morgan, what is the craziest town you've performed in with the wildest people, wildest crowd, gang gang, honky tonk? <laughs> man, man. I like that. I like the gang gang honky tonk. Yeah, it's got a good ring to it. Dude. It ain't too bad, man. 
Gang uh, gang honky tonk from yeah, France. Is, is, yeah, from <laughs> France. That's true, bro. Dude. Uh, it's good to know we're about to take France over. Hey, so I'm, right on <laughs> I'm on the way, dude. I'm on the way. Oh, the wildest place for me. I'm not even sure exactly what the town was called, but it was in Canada. Mm-hmm. It was a festival called Boots and Hearts. Mm-hmm. It's somewhere outside of Toronto. Damn, that sounds intense. It did. It does sound intense. It sounds like a map. Was it in Calgary, Calgary maybe, or, or no, Toronto, you said? Uh, yeah, like right outside of Toronto somewhere. I don't know. Within an hour. Um, but, dude, it was... It was. I wasn't even on the main stage. Like it was. I was like the headliner for the B stage or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was last year, I guess. And dude, it was so loud. I, I've never played a show that that loud, and I've never just played for an audience that was that. I don't know, rabid for for the material and for just what we were up there doing. You know, I just felt such a gratitude. Um, they were hanging on to everything. I mean, I played. I played whiskey glasses, which I don't even know if it had like became a, a, as big of a hit as it you know turned out to be yet. And after I played that song for 10 minutes, literally, maybe more, I just sit there, I stood there, and they cheered, and, like, just kept getting louder. And, like, it, it, it brought me to tears. It was wow. like, it, they just, you could tell that they really connected to, to, the, to the music and to what I was doing up there. And um, that's a show that I'll never forget. And to, to this day, that, that I have never played a louder or rowdier show. Damn. wonder what it was. I don't know, man. Canada's always been really good to me, actually. Canada's amazing, dude. Yeah. Australia, you've been to Australia yet? Yeah, they're, they're amazing, You went too. to Australia? Yeah. Dude, how great is Australia? Dude, I, I, so far, those are the only two places I've been outside of the U.S. I've only been to Australia and to Canada. I haven't been to Europe yet. I was going to go um, before Corona and all that stuff happened. We were going to go this year. But, um, yeah, man, it's, you know, I, I, maybe it's because, I, I don't know, we don't get to go there as much. They they know that this might be a thing that doesn't happen as often. Yeah, this you might know, be so, it. Yeah, maybe that's why. And I'm not talking shit about American fans by any means because there's places that have been close to as rowdy as that, you know. But that one was just particularly just unreal. That was it, huh? Yeah. Man, I actually, I think I came on stage the other night here somewhere and uh, at the comedy club here, and it was one of the craziest moments I'd, I'd had in a while. Really? I think, yeah, just for some reason. It was just like a Monday new material night or something. And I mean, I think they must have cheered for like a, a dang minute. It was pretty, pretty, pretty crazy how. Uh, much i think it goes back to what you're saying some people just want to they relate to you somehow and they want to see you know it's tough as a performer for me as a comedian it's tough to try and feel like i can return that from the stage like return the emotion that people share with you does it feel like that for you ever or is it different with music um man it just depends like in that moment i think they saw me i I, like i i couldn't keep myself from crying like it was that it was that powerful it meant that much to me so I think that they felt that. Yeah. But in other moments, you know, there may be times where I may I may be so focused on what I'm doing or whatever that I may not even realize how much emotion they're giving. You know, I'm so I'm playing, you know, 75, 80 minutes, 90 minutes of songs. I'm so focused in on that and feeling that, you know, I may I may not even I may bypass some something that they felt they felt like they gave gave me, you know. Yeah. I don't know that we're all ever on the same page, but like I do really try to to pay attention to to what they're doing and 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 let and let them know that I appreciate it every time I get on stage and 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 once we get to get back on stage I think it'll I'll even be more so likely to do it. <clears throat> yeah, man, it's almost like you're waiting for to. It's like this rocket ship just keeps just buzzing around your house and they, you just can't get on it, man. Yeah, <laughs> I mean you're on it, but you're just you're still on the ground. Yeah, it has not launched by any means. It's just. <laughs> I don't know because it's it. A lot of artists are probably thinking, man, how am I going to make do? How am I going to get create an audience during quarantine? Well, I was definitely concerned about that when it first happened. I was I was, I was concerned about a lot of things. Like, how, am I going to be creative? Because I really rely on other people to 
to like inspire me, you know, like I, yeah. I really like having conversations that inspire song titles or inspire just thoughts yeah. with other people. Cause I really do rely on that. Um, so I didn't know how that was going to go. Um, I, you know, obviously I haven't really been, <laughs> I haven't been quarantined as much as some people have, <laughs> but That's true. Yeah. You've been a little more out and, out and about, man. Yeah. Hey, every now and then a rabbit gets out the cage. Get a better lock. Oh, dude. Um, man, you scored more in Alabama than the volunteers have in a damn decade. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure, bro. No doubt about that. that, that so. Okay. Go Vols, baby. Yeah, uh, go Vols. <laughs> uh, they need to put me on the squad. Yeah, they do, bro. <laughs> You're about seven for seven from the from what I've seen. Uh, but, but yeah, it's it's. Uh, I don't even know what we're talking about, man. <laughs> I don't either. Oh, the rocket ship or er. yeah, it's interesting because a lot of artists. Are there. I mean, for oh, yeah, yeah. a lot of artists, it's like like all my friends, uh, half of your friends probably. They, there's nothing they can do, you know. At least uh, at least we have this. Like this business is a business that's done well throughout quarantine podcasting you know it's like can still do it um but a lot of guys yeah what you guys can't go do anything no man i mean i've done a couple like private things you know just small type things where everybody had to be tested and all that kind of stuff but you know you can only do so much of that and you can only have so many people and so that that kind of something i had that's something i haven't really been doing as much lately i did that more towards the beginning but um i for me i didn't i didn't know and then like the whole tiktok thing started happening with my song so i started trying to take advantage of it you know like okay well that song they really they really responded to that song and i didn't even mean for it to happen so maybe i'll give them one on purpose now and see if see if they'll start building up every song the same way they did the first one and it seemed to to be a really good strategy for me as far as leaking out you know demos or whatever which i've also learned don't leak probably don't leak demos because people get attached to the demos and if you change it in any sort of way like towards the record they'll be like oh you should have left it this way should have done this why'd you put this instrument here <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like okay whoa <laughs> i was just trying to see if this, you like the song or not man i didn't know you're my producer now <laughs> but um it's it's been interesting to see the power of just social media because i didn't really i didn't appreciate it as much before this yeah oh yeah it's interesting so you you think it, it definitely had something to do with helping your music grow throughout this yeah, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, the music is the the main thing. Like, you need to have good songs. But as far as promoting it goes, I don't know how else I would have done it. Yeah, at all. Yeah, I think people just hearing good stuff too. You know, um, I don't know. It's a good question, man. Yeah, it's like how much. But yeah, little clips. I mean, I think you know, even you just probably meeting the strange women uh, helped it some probably. You know, people. well, yeah. I mean, I'm just doing shit that normal people do. Of course, you know, 100. Like, but of it's, course, I'm gonna get <clears throat> I'm gonna get hate from from people. You know that that don't don't that wouldn't be doing that in the first place. Yeah. They couldn't be doing that. <laughs> yeah. Of course, they ain't gonna like me doing that. I get that. That's fine. I'm gonna get hate. I would have got hate whether it's COVID or not for doing that. You know. Oh uh, yeah, people get jealous. Yeah, and I get that. Yeah. But for the most part, I'm just you just have to tell them to be alive. I'm just living my life. Yeah, what are you and gonna how do? How am I supposed to write songs if I don't live my life? Yeah. First of all, and you know, obviously. I, Maybe I don't want videos of everything I'm doing, but I don't know that I would change. Change it. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed, man. Um, there was a, you're outspoken about like, yeah, why can't we go tour and, and, you know, and it's time to, you know, f to get people back on the road. And, um, and I just want to hear, so people think, oh, just this artist can't go, but you have, you affect the livelihoods of a lot of people. You know, and not you, any any big performer does. Yeah. And so who, how many, take me just through whose livelihood you affect. Like, just so people know, who you know, that it's not just you. I don't even know if I can, can I don't know if I can think of all of them. I mean, I have, you know, my, my 
booking agency, <clears throat> my booking agent is one of my best friends. You know, he they make percentages of what I go and make on the road, basically only off the road. So there's that. Right. Um, I know. I know for a fact, my booking agency has had to fire and or furlough a ton of people just based off that. Um, then you know, I have my label, my management. You know, my label makes more money off my records, so that doesn't affect them as much. You know, even though we do get to promote our, you know, whatever. Nobody's starving at there. Right. Nobody's starving there. Yeah. They're not firing <laughs> anybody at the label. But on stage with you. But my, but you know, my management team. I, my, I have my tour manager. I have my assistant tour manager. I have my band. I have my guitar techs. I have my stage manager. I have my front of house guys. I have all kinds of people who are getting the show together too. All, not to mention the local guys who are doing the. You know, every different town we go to, there's a bunch of local people that rely on that income to, right. to make that happen. But my guys, you know, like they all have families. They all have people and i i paid them for as long as i could you know i paid them for months until into all of this and then at some point i'm like well guys I, i'm not really bringing in nearly as much money as i was so I, I can't continue to just keep dishing out money you know yeah and i wish that i was able to but and and, and i know i get it like those protests and all that stuff it's not you don't sell tickets you're not doing all that stuff but i, I don't know there just seems to be no it just seems to me like it's a double standard they get praised for going to do that right Oh yeah, but it's, we can't have a concert. But yeah. God forbid we have a concert, you know. Yeah, and, well, and God not, forbid we do something that is all that's going to make people feel good and be excited and have a good time. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It, it is, and I and, and I I don't know, man. It's important, I think, but there should be some sort of a plan where it's like let's lock up our senior citizens and keep them safe, and then people that want to make a choice to go have a good time can make that choice. That's kind of that's kind of what I've said from the beginning. It's like okay, well, if you're if you're at risk or you think you're at risk, that's fine. You stay in and you get the stimulus package. Sure. Yeah. You, we'll take care of you. Yeah, you get it. But everybody else who's young and healthy, I know so, so many of my friends have had COVID and they're, they're it's fine. not, I'm sure it's not fun, but they're fine. And I think people forget about immune systems. I don't know if that's like, or did that just, did that just disappear? <laughs> yeah. What happened to those? Do we have those still? I don't know. I don't think oh, we do. Yeah. If you wash your hands probably 40 <laughs> times a day, you probably don't have an immune system anymore. <laughs> But yeah, I, people forget about all of that. I, I just, you know, and, and and then if you really look at the numbers, I was I was watching the news last night in like Tennessee, like they're like, oh, five people have died. I'm like, well, that sucks. Five people. I'm that is terrible. Dude, but five people die every weekend in a runaway church van accident. Yeah, okay? let's be honest. That's what I'm bro. saying. Yeah. And like, if you listen to the numbers, like, oh, deaths, gee, gee. <laughs> yeah, it sounds scary, but it. I mean, God, why do they yeah. want us to be so scared? You know, that's what makes me. So skeptical, like, what are they trying to do? Why, why do they want so much control? Why, you know, yeah. I don't, I just don't like that. And they, and they, no one mentions how many people are depressed and using drugs oh. and using alcohol because they can't provide for their family. They can't do this, and they're feeling like they're worthless because of this. Yeah, what about that? Yeah, the, I bet the you there's more people committing suicide right now in Tennessee than there are dying of COVID. Yeah, man. Dude, so. Yeah. This, some guy wrote a note. He died. He killed himself. He said, well, I, "I wish I'd have had COVID." That's what it said on it. Are you serious? He said, "I just couldn't. I couldn't even. I tried to get it. I couldn't." That's <laughs> oh what he wrote. On. But no, it's ridiculous, <laughs> man. And it just because I think at a certain point it starts to make me think, why can't I make a choice for myself? Like, let me make a choice. I have with other flus. I have with other things. Like, you know, I should be able to make a choice, and and we should be able to hold on to pieces of our society that still make us feel good and that are important. Yeah, and if like obviously I don't want to contribute to no one's death or anything like that no. that's not the point i'm trying to that's not At what i'm all. trying to do i don't think anyone's trying to cause death but you know if we want to have a show all right if you're still that concerned about it sign a waiver yeah if you want to come we'll, I'll, we'll all sign a waiver yeah 
Simple as that. Yeah, I, I agree. Let, put some responsibility on on human beings, you know, because it almost makes you feel like is, I think, uh, is there any value in being? Then what's the point of even being human if I don't even get to make any choices? There, I, 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 I don't know. I, that's what I'm trying to figure out too. You know, I mean, how long is this going to last? Yeah, you know? the rest are of you, our lives. Are you just going to continue? Are we going to have to wear a mask forever? I yeah. mean, like, oh God, there's a new COVID next year. You know. COVID-20. Yeah. yeah. Is that what it's going to be? I mean, I don't know. They set us up perfectly for a lot, a lot of future COVIDs, man. They did, you know? man. And it's just no one likes to do any sort of research or look at data. They just look at a headline and assume it's accurate. And that's just that's just not how you should be, I don't yeah. think. I think you should do some stuff for yourself and, and educate yourself. You know, And I'm not claiming to be all-knowing about COVID because I'm not. But <laughs> yeah, no. I've seen some data that just yeah. makes me think I shouldn't be as scared as they think I am. And I may die from COVID next week. I don't know. But, you know, God, let's live. Yeah, 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 let's live, man. Let's live. That's another thing. It's like, you know, my mom says, well, if I get it, I get it. You know, it's like some people have, like, they're not as scared, you know. Some people, just they're holding so close onto their life. Here's a white guy right here who just got back from the gym. <laughs> Watching, be like, hey guys, What's I have up, COVID. Theo? What's up, Morgan? Huge <laughs> fan I'm of both of you guys. My name is Morgan from PA. And I was wondering, what's it like being two Southern boys that travel the country year round? You know, where do you see the most uh, cultural difference compared to where you're from? Thanks, guys. Gang, gang. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I, I think everywhere's a little different, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. I mean, New York to me, when the first time I went to New York City, that was the craziest thing that ever happened to me, I thought. First first place, first time I ever got on an airplane, I went to L.A. So that was pretty crazy. Me too. Hell yeah. Yeah. Me too, man. It's all the palm trees and stuff. You're uh leaving the airport. It looks pretty cool. It did look cool. And I think I realized how, I guess, how much much of a redneck I sound like when I I get out there. Because everyone's like... Where, where are you from? <laughs> like, uh, t- Tennessee, man. Dang, man. I ain't never yeah. heard anybody talk like you before. Yeah. You know, it's like you don't really think about how yeah. much difference in a, in a one country there is. Yeah, and they get scared, too, if they hear a Southern accent. Like, what do you Hey, spit on me, what bro. Are you, yeah, are you like, racist? What? Yeah. What are you racist, man? Huh? <laughs> spit what do you want? Do you want a recipe? What do you want? Like, it's crazy <laughs> stuff, man. There's, there's so many, like... I don't know, just stigmas about the South that are funny. I know, I'm sure some of them are true. But. Oh, a lot of them I think are, are true, bro. Yeah. Good, dude. Bro, I, I'll tell you this. So they, uh, the worst thing is, there is something funny, though. The Southern accent, it's great, but it also sounds dumb sometimes. It, it can. It can really ruin it because it's like you could be the smartest person you show up with a Southern accent and you don't get the same consideration. No, you don't. And I, I don't know where that came from, really. I don't know why people correlate correlated those two do you yeah, it's a good point i don't know why either like why where did that come from probably from i guess television probably is where you would see you know it was always the like southern you know the rednecky kind of guy and then rednecks i've said this before a ton is it's it's the last people they still let you make fun of on television you know true so i, don't, I, don't, I think we might always get made fun of that yeah. might just be part of it but I, I don't and i guess you know a lot of people from the country and, re- and who you consider redneck don't have as much education. You yeah. Know, as far as book book smart, they may not be book smart, but they they'll get your car back on the road. You know. Yeah, dude. Oh, they'll make cracklings. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Bro, my sister, she's she's pretty country, and she uh, she's the happiest person I know in my whole life. It's definitely a more simple way of living out yeah. there. It is. You know, I mean, you may be busy all the time. You may be getting up at sunrise and going to bed at sundown, or you know, not not quitting work till sundown, but 
it's just like I don't know. There's not as much I don't know pressure. It seems like you know to, yeah. to fit a certain mold. Yeah, I was on a date the other day with this gal, and she said that they they didn't live by anybody growing up. They lived in like rural Alabama, and she said so. The only guys that would come literally were her cousins when they would come over like a couple times a year. So a couple of her siblings got in you know, at trouble with the family for smooching on the cousins, but it was the only people they saw. <laughs> what do you want me to do? <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. How how close are cousins we talking about? I here? know, it's true. <laughs> but it's just interesting, man, when the, when you have limited when you when you have limited options, man. That's pretty wild. I didn't I grew up, you know, decently rural, but not not that, you know, not, I I saw you know, I had some couple family friends, you know. <laughs> yeah, you gotta wait for a family. I don't friend. think we were we didn't have the same last name. That's all I knew, baby. I was in. Dude, you got to at least wait for a tall trick-or-treater to show up. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Sean, let's pull up that question you played uh, when, when, when you played for me earlier. Hey, what's going on, fellas? This is Jason coming to y'all from Who That Nation. Had a big win over them uh, dirty birds today. Out here on these tugboats, keeping America moving. Oh, hell yeah. My, uh, my question for Morgan Wallen is... If you could create a song with any artist, uh, any genre, past, present, future, uh, who would it be and why? Love everything y'all do, man. Uh, Morgan, congrats on that CMA award. Looking forward to that new double album release next year. Uh, y'all take it easy, man. Gang, gang. Gang, baby. Hell yeah, man. That's a good question. Who would it be you think out of the past, even? I don't think I've ever seen the inside of a tugboat before. <laughs> pretty cool, huh? Yeah, I wonder how far he's going. That's or, pretty cool. How- and dude, that job, you have to get born into it a lot of times. If it's in Louisiana, I think the the the, the laws are that you have to get grandfathered into it, literally. Like really? your grandfather has to have done it like it's a family job. Huh. That's cool. Pretty cool. I mean, it sucks if you don't have a grandfather. But... <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about your grandma? Uh, dude, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure. I bet they got a couple of bad water bitches out there. Man. <laughs> I bet, they, I do bet too. they do too. I don't know, but that's cool, man. I've never seen that before. Is there a guy like on a, even on any place, even Twenty One Savage? Who would be somebody to be across? Uh, that would Savage. be interesting. Oh, and, uh, well, an artist of any time, like past or present, or fu- like I don't know about the future, but um, the Eagles, man. I don't, that's who I'd pick. I love the Eagles. That's like, I don't know. Their music just makes me feel a peace, you know? And yeah. they, they always have. I think probably because I grew up listening to them a lot, and just their sound is so harmonious and, and, and beautiful. I don't know. I just love them. I love, if I could do a song with the original Eagles, I would. that would, that would definitely be who I'd pick. Damn. But if I could do a song like right now with somebody, I want to I do a song with Miley Cyrus. Oh, what, really? I love her voice, man. Yeah. She has an insane voice. And I and I just you know she kind of just don't care either. Not like that. Yeah. What about Justin Bieber, man? JB, you think you'd do something with him? Yeah, I've always I've you know I'm a big I, fan of his. Yeah, me too. I've never been like a, I've never been on the side of like, oh, this kid's a punk. Look at him doing all this stuff. You know, I'm like this kid's like 15 years old getting, <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. getting thrown into the spot. I'm 27 and, and not even close to the level of fame that he's on. And I'm like this this shit's hard. You know, it's like. Dang, this this is hard, but this dude's fifteen getting thrown into the pop world. Yeah, the dude's eating now and later's and going to like orgies with Usher. Give him a break. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm dude. Saying? Dang. Hey, I mean, I can't I can't imagine that. I really can't. So I I've never been and I've always kind of felt that for him. Even before I, you know, had anything to do with music, I was always like, dang, why don't people get off this dude's bag? Yeah. You know? I mean, my God, he he ain't killing nobody. Yeah, he came actually in one of my shows in New York actually last year. Him and Carl, his a pastor buddy, his Carl Lentz, who's like a, who's also a, who's a friend. I, I don't know JB as well, but I know I've met him a couple of times through just through church and stuff. And uh, he's a he's a neat kid. But he yeah he went through it, man. I mean he went he went through 
hell, you know, and no, he's finally know. like really getting back on his feet. And that on God track that he did is really good. Man, I think I, I've always thought he was an, 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 a talented, a, a uniquely like top level talent. Yeah. From from day one since I heard him, Canadian bro, yeah, something something up there, man. I'm telling you, Damn, man. Drake, Shania Twain. Oh, Shania Twain, remember her? Yeah. Did you ever meet her? No. Oh, you got to slide into her DMs, uh, man. Hey, she ain't. I wonder how old she is now. Ooh, I don't know. She she's probably young not, enough. To, not too old. Yeah, she's still Shania Twain, man. <laughs> yeah, that's all that matters. Kick, turn, stomp, she's, stomp, she's, man. She's breathing, baby. <laughs> oh, dude. She's beautiful, um, man. She is, dude. She really, she really is, but. Um, no, um, JB, I'm definitely a fan of his. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Um, speaking of other artists, what's this question right here, Sean? Yo, what's up, Theo? What's up, Morgan? Um, which one? Johnny Cash? Hank Williams? Merle? Let me know. Gang, gang. Man, that's, that's, that's a super, tough one. That's very tough. But I think Johnny Cash for me. Yeah. I, I just... I've always liked his music a little. You guys better. probably have good stories to tell too. Probably, I'd say so. You know, I, I wish. I wish he, I could hear he's Johnny Cash. You're like Johnny Credit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment. Or it is a compliment. <laughs> I just mean because of the change of times. No, I know. I know yeah, I know. it's not that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Somebody's Johnny Check. Yeah, or the, yeah. the next guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. If you were Latino, you'd be Johnny Denaro. You know, so it's just totally. Yeah. No, I, I. I uh, I'm sure he's got some crazy ones to tell, man. But I, I do love his music. I even love some of the music that he put out, like when, and when he was getting older. Yeah, he just always had a really knack for for songs, and and obviously just being somebody who's a, I don't I don't even know how to describe that guy. That guy's just larger than life, you know. Yeah. When he also got to exp- like you had that video recently, you guys just put out a video. It's almost like a small short movie. It was and it's like there's some acting in it by you, kind of. Yeah. Was, was, did you feel kind of brave doing that? Did you feel like I thought you did a good job, man. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Did uh, you feel uh pretty comfortable with it? I did actually. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. You know, um, I've always kind of not always just in the past couple of years I've thought about doing a little bit of acting in my music videos. You know, um, and this one seemed like we've kind of made it to a point to where we can, you know, we have a little bit more leeway and a little, little more budget for our, for our films and, and, you know, that kind of thing. So we, me and my manager just decided this, we can do it on this one and, you know, came up with the treatment with, with my director. And, um, I, I was asking the, the, the girl, the actress that was with me, I'm like, you know, cause she had like, she's like been in some legit stuff, I guess, you know, like Netflix and all that kind of stuff. And, I was, you know, hey, how, how am I doing? <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, am good. I doing all right? Am I making you feeling all right? You know, with this, and she's like, yeah, you seem like you feel all, you feel comfortable. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't have to. Ch- it's not like I was doing a whole like I wasn't really right. acting. I wasn't like having to change my accent or. But you were being yourself. But it's hard to be. It's really hard to be yourself. It's hard to not do a lot. It is. I think that's the secret. It's like you know you got that camera's there, so it makes you want to perform. But you and you do want to perform, but at the same time you want to. I don't know, pretend, I don't know, it's weird. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like the camera's there, but it's not, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, I I tried my best to just be normal. I think you did a great job, man. How talented are you, do you think, man? <laughs> I don't know. I, I had a uh, I had a meeting with a, a director for a possible movie for next year. So I'm going to, a decent role in, in the movie. So um, I don't, that doesn't mean that I got the role, but I think they're at least somewhat interested. So I, I, I we'll see. I don't, I don't know. As far as you mean, how talented I am as an actor? No, I just think overall, you know, what else? What are you gonna do? What's what else can you do? Can you swim? I can swim. Can you really? Yeah, I like swimming. Damn. Yeah. Can you not swim? I mean, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm great. 
you yeah, know i, I can handle I... a rain i just can't handle like uh if it you can gets... handle a puddle <laughs> i can handle them yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if the levy breaks you ain't doing too well if the levy breaks, yeah it's gonna be risque baby <laughs> if the levy breaks um you just had a song that hit number one on the charts right uh yeah uh i guess t- today is like the official day of it and yeah. who wrote it with you it was me charlie handsome uh ernest smith and mm-hmm. michael hardy let's see if uh let's see if we can get those guys in here we got ernest and uh and hardy are they here here? yeah hell yeah cool yeah cool here we'll go to a commercial break and then we'll be right back with these fellas you know i'm trying to get a home right now and and do a home buy they call it buying a home and i'm trying to do it and one of the issues i'm running into is i have uh my credit is banged up had a couple issues invested in something bad a bad deal somebody was doing like a like a factory or something and i put a couple thousand in it got dinged out on my credit but anyway um bridge credit solutions is what's helping me you know they've helped take the dings off of my credit and you think it's not possible but it is otherwise i have to wait six months or eight months before they naturally just fall off but now you can get it done short term bridge credit solutions they are backed with a hundred percent money back guarantee for any items that cannot be removed you will not find that anywhere in the credit repair industry you know exactly what you're paying for up front. No open-ended monthly fees. It's written in the contract what work is to be done and how much you're paying. You will need to have the bridge report access prior to scheduling your audit. They cannot go over your credit report without it, but it costs just $1. It can be found on the website by simply clicking on the services drop-down bar where you'll see bridge report access. Once you have that, it's time to repair your credit. Bridge Credit Solutions prides itself on its lightning-quick turnaround that will guarantee removal of certain negative items in as quick as 24 hours. They're personable. They take communication seriously. You can hit them up anytime. Go to bridgecreditsolutions.com slash Theo. That's bridgecreditsolutions.com slash Theo and help get your credit in a place where you can manage your future. Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is a great way to... To have your greens and also feel athletic. Nothing makes you feel like you just went to outer space, but you didn't go anywhere. And that's athletic greens. It's that it's that morning upper. You know, I like to get up and put it in a cup and put in the water. I throw in one ice cube to really kind of give it a little bit of a refreshing vibe. And then, bam, I hit myself with it. One tasty scoop of athletic greens contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients. Including a multivitamin, multimineral probiotic superfood everything i mean it's just like somebody just just took a salad gun and just shot you point blank it's just that good it has everything you need you know you don't have time to do everything like you used to you don't have time to stop and have an onion at lunch or to you know nub down a couple carrots before dessert you don't have time for it so just do athletic greens get it out of the way in the morning in the beginning of the day start your day on a really good note it's a great christmas gift you know, my mother called me the other day. She said, Theo, stop sending me Athletic Greens because she has too much. And I'm letting you know right now, Athletic Greens is doubling down on supporting your immune system during the winter months. They are offering this past weekend listeners free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit our link today. You'll basically never have to buy vitamin D again for the rest of your life. That's amazing. Simply visit athleticgreens.com slash T-H-E-O. 
Again, simply visit athleticgreens.com slash Theo and get your free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs today. Just get the salad out of the way. Get the health out of the way in the morning. One big sip where you can make it happen, athleticgreens.com slash Theo. Happy holidays. Uh, what about y'all's first kiss, bro? Let me take me there, man. Who who was your first kiss, Hardy? Oh man, God, I don't even know. What? She's not gonna like that. <laughs> she she definitely she's gonna have to. <laughs> she's gonna have to get over. I think her name. I think it was her name was Lee Ellen. I, I know where it was. Damn, how old was she? I was Lee Ellen. She's, dude, she, <laughs> she was, was actually about being elder. She was my age, <laughs> believe it or not. Lee Eldon. I think it was Lee Ellen was her name. Ellen. Damn. I never... You know what's funny is like they always called her Lee Ellen, and I never noticed that Ellen is in her name. Like, I don't, I don't know. That sounds crazy, what? but I always just saw it as Lee Ellen. But oh. now that I think about it, like Ellen is a part of Lee Ellen, and Ellen is definitely an older lady's name. But no, she was probably we were probably like thirteen or fourteen, and we were at my my family has like a fish <laughs> you got camp. a late start on life. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I, what were you doing before that, bro? <laughs> just looking around, bro. <laughs> killing hogs. You know, I probably, dude, just I was hugging? I was like thirteen. Is that a late start? I feel like I it's pretty know. late. No, I went to the, I went to the Church of Christ where we started at about seven or eight. If you're Morgan Wallen, that's a late start, okay? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I got to think about what company I'm in right now. Babysitter, huh? Yeah, I don't remember how old I was. She was probably like 12. I was probably like 7. What was her name? You remember? No. I don't that's kind of fucked up. That's heartless. Part. Yeah, she was. She, hey, I was twelve. It's also heartless of Morgan not to remember her name. Yeah. I, like. I mean, I don't know if I was making out with her, but I kissed her. <laughs> I'm sure I slept. I'm did sure you I like? Did you put the moves on her, or was it like a cute thing? I don't know, dude. I just remember. I'm sure you. Were I like, was drunk. I don't remember. <laughs> I was seven. That was twenty years ago, bro. Just look on Snapchat. You'll find it, man. Yes, that's where you'll know what happens. <laughs> TikTok. Morgan Wallen kissing his babysitter. <laughs> What's Morgan Wallen doing in his babysitter's kitchen? Dude, yeah. no idea. I need a babysitter now. <laughs> yeah, you do. Now you need it back. Actually, she's here today. Rebecca, come on in. Man. That'd be perfect. Um, what about you, Ernest? Man, my first kiss, it probably was like kindergarten. I don't know, do your hands. No, here, I'll tell I was going to cross them. I'm good, dude. I'm good. I'm good. I'm All good. Right. I'm right here. I'm keep I was right like here. kindergarten. Uh, this girl, this girl, I think Virginia Bain Burkhart, I believe is her name. Shout what out Virginia Bain. Virginia. I, knew, dude. I think this but, is her uh, name. They rambles out her full I know, name. No, I know that my mom tells this story because she picked me up from school that day. Oh, yeah. Well, my little preschool ass jogging down the steps. Mom's there, and she's she said, "How was your day at school?" I said, "I'm gonna marry that girl in the pink panties." So I don't know how I knew that, but that was, that was a true story. My mom tells it. She said, and I didn't marry, I didn't end up marrying that girl. Damn. My wife was wearing white panties. <laughs> white, white panties, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That was, a, that was a rough one. Dude, we had this girl in my neighborhood, and she used to wear V-neck T-shirts, her dad's, right? And they was Italian, brother. It was fully Italian. And I remember she drew breasts. On, she, we were children, bro. She drew tits on her... Uh, chest with a marker oh my god and let me kind of feel on him a little bit but <laughs> yes dude how old do you think you were then ah uh, i hope i was 11 were you old yeah, enough to get a little, you, did you get a little blood flow from, <laughs> from sharpie did? bro the sad thing was my blood i think i might have <laughs> and look Man. dude i remember she drew him too small at first and then she drew him bigger <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, her first breast augmentation was with a sharpie yeah. <laughs> 
That's funny. That as was hell. a bad oh. sign for her future. She's had four in Alabama. She actually almost looked like she had the same haircut as Morgan, which is crazy. That's a true story, man. Oh my god. And her brother used to make us come over and play in a bathtub, and he was kind of more of a. You know, I think he preferred the company of men, really, and he had us come over there and we would play ship captain. And we'd all be in there at a pretty decent bathtub, and we'd be in there. He'd be on the side yelling stuff at us like we was the Marines or something. But it was, it'd be illegal now, I think, to do <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah, it's a different wow. time. Yeah. Um, do you guys, is there another song you guys have written? I mean, I know you guys are writing a lot of stuff together, and especially on the new album. You have a bunch of the songs on the new album, right, Ern? Yeah, I think me and Hardy both do a good bit of them. Uh, we haven't, we wrote This Bar together, another yeah, song Yeah, we on did. There. Um and then we have this other one on there. Uh, what is it? Something country. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I, I forgot we wrote that together too. That yeah. yeah. So what? We'd, I forgot we wrote. I forgot yeah. When we we wrote that, we like, that like thirty minutes. When, when yeah, I, like a long. Actually, a lot of the cuts we have together are like from two, a, from I don't a while know ago. which one the oldest one is, but they're like either more than my hometown or something country is like close to three years old. I think yeah. something country is crazy. The it's just something country was out. first, crazy. then hometown, and then this bar a few mm-hmm. weeks later. I think yeah. that's wild. And if you you said it's three years hard to get it out, does it usually take something that long to come out? It takes a while. It's all different. Yeah. Like you never know. This this one is like three years. I I just had a number one on a guy named Jamison Rogers. It took like. Almost six years from the time we wrote it, but then I've wow. had like songs go that like, like God's Country, God's country yeah. went from farm to table, meaning like created to number one in like two months, Ma- maybe two months. That's insane. That was like a record. Wasn't it? I don't know if that's ever happened. Either that, I heard that Lights Come On was a Jason Aldean song, and um, a bunch of people wrote it, but my buddy Jordan Schmidt, um, all of our buddies, uh, Jordan Schmidt, um, said that they wrote it on like a Monday, and two weeks later it was on the radio, and it was like a yeah, like a that's world unheard of. That's wild. And when you guys that write, often. so you guys, will you guys get together with Morgan and have a special uh, a time where y'all are sitting all there together? Is it just kind of something that happens in in the flow of y'all's friendship these days, or how does that kind of work? What the last time we? I don't even know the last time us three wrote a song together. No, it's been a while. I've really been writing with Earn more because he's been doing his artist thing. You know, like we've had more stuff that we've had to do for our for ourselves. I guess me and Hardy, but um, yeah, and Earn's artist thing's coming on too. So hopefully, we hopefully we don't all just get separated, but. Yeah. I, I don't think we will. Warren's got a lot going on. I see on his Instagram, he's also pitching baseball at a junior college. Dude, yeah, hey, I'm getting my arm back, dude, for no good reason, dude. Like literally, I just we we were all playing in this grown man softball league, yeah. and it, it did not get my itch, bro. Because I was like, all right, I'm gonna pitch because I've always been a pitcher, and I'm just lobbing softballs up there, dude, and they're raking the ball. And it's like, what am I gonna do? Try to throw. A I, dude, I think I did one he night. Did I got, throw a fastball. I was like, we're about to get in a fight. Some dude, dude. some dude hit a bomb. I was so pissed off. I just threw one overhand high up the backstop behind him. Oh and his God. next at bat. I wasn't there yeah, that yeah. game. Yeah. yeah um, my, dude, I started, dude, when you did that, dude, my peripherals was, went, and I literally just started thinking, like, all right, who's the closest motherfucker to me? Dude, because I'm going to have to I was so, fucking I was like, I got to go throw real baseball because this underhand shit ain't cutting it for me. So Damn, I, I picked up the glove. I felt like Dennis Quaid in the rookie. Dude, I'm out there in the in the rain at night throwing past a speedometer. But no, uh, I go to Lipscomb University. I went to David Lipscomb High School, K through 12, and it's a college on the same campus. Damn. And um, played baseball or whatever all all the way through my freshman year of college. Haven't thrown in like six years. Softball happened. I was like, all right, I'm gonna pick up a glove, go throw again. So I hit the Lipscomb coach up. We we keep up on Instagram. 
I was like, hey, can I come by? He was like, yeah, come on this week. It's beautiful. We're doing just uh, – we're having like a field day or whatever. So I come out, throw a bullpen, and I was sitting at like 80, which was great for not throwing in six years. I was like, damn, I got the bug. So I, I ordered a glove. I'm back out throwing, doing stretches and shit. Dude, I, would, I love to see you out there, man. Yeah, still way out of shape, but – You'll make it, bro. Make still got it. an arm. Still got yeah, an arm. Dude. Shit, and if not, you can pull – you could do softball, I bet. Yeah, they get dude, you we there. had a blast doing that shit this fall. I know we all kind of missed games here and there, but yeah, it was fun. Was it? Uh, and would you guys just play against too? Like, cause I was on a group for a little bit with a couple of. I was playing with this Chinese restaurant, but we got shut down. <laughs> Half our team got COVID actually, uh, or said they did. I think some of them had some f- family issues going on, but uh, yeah, we had all kind of shit. I think there was a fire too. One of the places burned down that that one of them was working at. But damn, um, wasn't meant to be for that. Time. No, it was not. <laughs> it fell apart, dude. God I was the tallest guy on the team, man. <laughs> they called me Godzilla. They kept calling me <laughs> Bryce Harper. Crazy, Bryce bro. Harper over here. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, cocaine first, baby. <laughs> um, what were we even talking about, man? Something about softball. So, oh yeah. I oh mean, yeah. We, so would y'all who would you guys play? Like a damn seafood no, just, restaurant? Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's a <laughs> okay. group of guys that like did they they were building the uh airport. Like the ad on so they were part of a big construction crew. That's the only one that I know. There's a couple of hardcore serious like softball teams. Oh yeah. One and of those teams. Of friends and stuff. Dog, their co- they had a third base coach who was like fifty five. Randy dog. Marsh on <laughs> South Park when he's like yelling at the kids and the whole fighting Bro. thing, it was like exactly like I, I definitely wasn't there for that. The well, most serious there. guy there. He had his cargo shorts on it was tucked bad. in, had a fucking had his sheet with him. They were like, like giving signs and stuff. He's standing on third base, he goes you got to round second with Dude, your head up. Not being, not run. like a character, oh though. Dog. He was being serious. He was, no, he's being dead, dead ass serious. serious. We were like, bro. Somebody should have ripped him with a foul ball. Damn, <laughs> this is too intense, Dude, man. It it's softball. Insane. We were just trying to have fun. but it, it, a blast. A lot of grown men go to softball to get that last whatever it is in their life out of their system, whether it's trying to hit a home or whether it's trying to pick a fight, whether it's trying to, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Do whatever they got to do. They bring it out there to that field and they totally. do it one last time. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's some good. I didn't realize how competitive it is. Oh. And even the teams, there's some teams that we played that were like really, really good. What was y'all's team name? The Recoupables. <laughs> the Recoupables. Yeah. Oh, because you have to recoup all, on your recoup album? Our, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were all, every one of, every person on the fucking team was an artist. Yeah. Basically. We'd never been able to do it if we were all on tour. So it was like, hell yeah, every Monday night, yeah. we're running it. That's awesome. So, I wonder if they do a spring. We should do a spring. They do. Too. They do. We, yeah. we talked about it. I mean, I know how I'm moving up to men's league baseball, dog. Well, I'm gonna stay down to softball. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to strike some folks out. We'll see about that, Aaron. (laughs) 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 You're damn right. We'll see about it. Yeah, okay. (laughs) We uh, like your dreams, man. But we'll just we'll see about it. (laughs) Back in '82, I could throw a pigskin quarter mile. mile. Could you really? No, that was just an Uncle Rico quote. Oh yeah. Oh, I know that. But I thought you also could. (laughs) No, no. '82. I was about ten years before being thought of. Damn, that's crazy. (laughs) '82. Do we? We had a guy that used to. Uh, <laughs> we had a one, we had a one arm guy that played uh, quarterback in our high school, and he played backup quarterback, and he got in for a couple games. And dude, he could fling it. Well, how, what's he do about the hike situation? He fling it just like just a shotgun name. only, and then. Oh yeah, uh, no, he could do handoffs. You think but, if he not like the Heisman, how's they get him into different trophy? Uh, Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think they'd have to these days. You'd have to, to be correct. Yeah. You know? yeah. Oh yeah, that's definitely. Hilarious. But he used to. He would do this trick question. sometimes that people didn't know. He would like pretend like the running back stole his arm and he'd run around and be like he took my arm. You know? <laughs> Did uh, he wear a fake arm? <laughs> huh? No, he didn't. Sometimes he would for like a dance or something at a school dance. 
but he wouldn't but bring not it out. Ball, no. Yeah, not for like a Tuesday or Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the dance yeah. is more important than, yeah. than the Friday night game. Oh, dude, his dad would you know come home early from work and hook that fake arm on him for a dance. <laughs> you know, that's a cool dance. So dude. the neighbor's dad's tying a tie for his kid, <laughs> yeah. and this dude's sticking an arm his, on there for him. Yeah, he's hammering it in yeah. from the side. Dude, we had a guy in our neighborhood. The dad was an Elvis impersonator, and so, but we didn't even need an Elvis. We live in a small town. We don't need a damn Elvis. You know what I'm saying? No. It's only four hundred people. You know what I'm saying? Nobody needs an Elvis. Guy's an yeah. alcoholic. So that's a good excuse. For alcohol. Probably, really does, probably does pretty good Elvis. But he made his son a wooden shirt one time for uh, for Christmas. Made him a shirt a out of plywood shirt? and teak. A little bit of teak on the sides. That's a crackhead gift. I went over there, dude. We came back from church on Wednesday night, and I went over there, and he's making it in the garage, and he's hammering it. And I came over there and held the side of him, and he nailed this, nailed this son into it. Like, what are you doing? What are you making? Oh, he said he's making a shirt. I do it. <laughs> you could tell it wasn't bad. Was it like, did it, was it contoured and stuff, or was it just a piece of... Like, <laughs> no, it was flat front. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, you want to plead it, hey. man. That's hardy, bro. He just wants to, you know, he wants to go that extra mile. I do respect that, man. <laughs> that pleated plywood front. <laughs> Yeah. Give it a little shake. That's what I call, yeah. man. You got a pocket I can put my dip in? It's a shirt that's a shield, bro. I'm going to say it's redneck Kevlar. <laughs> Lumberjack Kevlar. Yeah, for BB guns. Yeah, only. right. <laughs> bro, he wore that bastard. The problem was on the bus, he just had going to fall in the seat like that. He just couldn't. It wasn't. It was a large. It was a large, and he was a small kid. He wore it. He actually wore it. <laughs> oh, he wore it, bro. He said, we're going paintballing, boys. He that wore it, so dude. Funny. His dad never gave him anything. He wore that thing at probably four days a week for about two weeks, and some people spray-painted graffiti on it. And... His dad never... So Elvis, he wasn't a generous guy. <laughs> was, he, wasn't, uh, he wasn't giving his... His dad's you know, wearing velvet and giving his kids <laughs> plywood fucking shirts. <laughs> dude, I, got, I wonder, I wonder did, shoes. Did, he, did he think it was like a nice you. gift, you think? He did. He did. Oh, that's, that's sweet. That was the thing that was sweet about it. It was like, oh, this is him doing something nice, you know? Because he spent probably, I bet he probably spent two weeks in there putting it together. You wow. Know? I mean, that is really sweet. <laughs> the, hey, also, these these are reasons the South gets it's a bad thing that <laughs> yeah. we were talking about earlier. Yeah, you don't hear, you would never <laughs> yeah, hear, you don't like hear that any fucking <laughs> words else in the world, dude. Yeah. Well, education is low, <laughs> but my, skills I'm building my roof. son a shirt. This is why we lost the Civil War, because <laughs> like, we're too busy making damn wooden <laughs> shirts. Like, dude, you could have built like a wagon or something with that. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> he could have done some shirt. things, man. He could have done some things. Let's go to a question right here that came in. And, uh, well, 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 if it isn't the mullet Muppets, Mr. Theo Vaughn, Morgan Whalen. Huge oh fan of both of you guys. Hey, Thank you for everything you do. He can't even do. say my name right. Uh, uh, I did want to submit a question to <laughs> Morgan a song and ask, uh, what song are you most excited about uh, coming up on the album? I listened to the three new songs that came out as well as the other ones that have been the singles. Okay. <laughs> Forgive me. And just awesome, awesome takes. So continue to do what you do. And uh, yeah, what song are you most excited for and why? He does have a. Uh, uh, gang Gang. Oh, sorry. Theo, gang, you're the man. Thanks, man. That's good, Sean. And keep doing what you guys are doing. Thank you, brother. He, Thanks for the question, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. And uh, he does have a different accent, so maybe that's. You know, that's how they would say my you name. You got a lot of French fans, dude, that one Yeah, guy. that guy was from France. <laughs> Somebody so sent a question really? France. Was that guy really from France, you think, or was he just saying that? <laughs> yeah, he was really. Oh, that guy's from France. <laughs> he had a weird sound. <laughs> Who would just say I'm from France? I don't know. Yeah. But you're right, though. Maybe he lied. He could lie. Yeah. I'm not saying he's a liar. Sorry, man. I I'll say you. it. He could be. 
And I think the mullet goes. I think we got four different types of mullet. What do you got about back there? Mine's Hardy? yeah, it's growing out a little bit. Oh, you got that New York City mullet, dude. I that guess, business. Dude, it's a little too long up top. Maybe if I think if I combed it all the way down, it would look Damn, more that's like beautiful, bro. Yeah. You look yes, like man. yeah, you look like a damn raccoon that's going to prom. Dog. Yeah, this I kind of feel like nice. it right now. I'm not gonna lie. It's uh, winter time and like wearing this kind of shit makes my hair look like a rat's nest, but. It is what it is, you know. It looks great. I do Thank too. You, man. I you got some beautiful hair. Yeah, bro, we're like four women. I, with dude, long I used hair. to have like Jeff <laughs> <Jeff laughs> Leopard hair. Reading back magazines. In the day. <laughs> oh, you're it's beautiful, Hardy. You're doing great. <laughs> yeah. My hat's already back on. Yeah. I'm like, all right. Anyway, what about your what about your guy? Yeah, hair? you got that birds. I got that. Le- I feel mine is a little bit more like women who prefer the company of women. I feel like. <laughs> Mine is definitely got that butch. Morgan's cut. is more mullet. Yours is more. I feel like kind of. Uh, what is yours, Ern? Dude, I don't know. Well, I, when I get it trimmed up right and, and let it sit down, correct? This is it's outgrown. I got to get Amy to Ooh. cut it. It's actually, bro. It's actually a bullet because I do it straight. I don't know. Which I like camera. that. I like that the best. When I do I it straight that's... across the top and let it drop. Oh, the Lord will find you if you keep it like that. Bro. People aren't really <laughs> ready for it because I can put it back for a casual setting. I wouldn't. And then I like just, that. Uh, that's that's like well. That's real. I would do that and drink out of the bird bath in the front yard, dog. You know what I'm saying? That's full throttle. That's like almost like a British. That's like a British sort of. Uh, I did this before British. Miley did it. I will say that. <laughs> yeah, he did. Sure. He did. I know. I know. I did, and I know Miley's seen it because my name gets dropped. All right, and I know she said, "Who's Ernest? What a name!" And looked it up and saw my haircut and said. They'll never know I took it from him. Oh, damn, <laughs> <laughs> the majority don't. He, he's trying to get Miley Cyrus on a song. I'm trying to get Miley Cyrus on the phone and figure out where she figured out. That's what I was saying, here, bro. Dude's a bullet, Pat. Ernest got sorry. Pat he dreams, got fired Golly, I'm passionate. Ernest, fucking heated, huh? Sorry, I, I drank a suicide on the way here, and I'm geeked up. No, on you're sugar. reminding me of my aunt Sally, dude. Right now, honestly, dude, 100. Wow. percent and well. she's badass too. And you borrowed one of my dad's shirts one time to go swimming in the pool. Bro. And it was not made of wood. Yeah, it was not. Made of wood. <laughs> Does she smoke Virginia Slims? <laughs> bro, she smoke uh, medium sized Virginias, bro. She's a bigger guy. Call my yeah. yeah, dude. Damn, I look like Aunt Sally. <laughs> I mean, but bro. She was beautiful too. She won seventh place in the um, beauty contest. <laughs> But there was 30 Damn, entrants. Bro. There was 30, 30 entrants. All right, 30's not bad. There was 30 entrants, dude. Yeah, that's it's top good. third almost, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Shoot, yeah. Third, come yeah. on, baby. <laughs> We're in the top third. <laughs> dude, lips come, baby. Do it. Yes, yeah, sir. Uh, I don't think we even answered that guy's question. Yeah, we'll get to uh, it. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> favorite, what's your favorite? What's your, what's your most excited? You got it, Yeah, what's the most excited one? <laughs> song here, and we're going to learn because... I didn't do it right either. Yeah, what's the most excited one, man? Damn, Morgan. That's a that's a hard question to, to, to It ask. is, really. And you shouldn't have to answer something like that. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not going to. Yeah, there you go. Right I'm not going to. Let's get one more question that came in right here, man. We want to keep you guys all day. <laughs> I already like this guy. What's up, Theo? What's up, Morgan? Got a question for y'all. Uh, what's the best place in Nashville to get that real hot hose country music hitter? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Gang, gang, PTL, baby. PTL, praise the Lord, baby. Uh, he's a very aware driver. I like that. Uh, yeah, I was, yeah, I was thinking that. Too. I like a man who can calmly ask a question and also drive. That man's yeah. totally in control. Yeah, of his he family. seemed like he's fine. Yeah. Yep. There's probably there's probably a kid in the back seat or something. Just 
asleep. Uh, <laughs> a kid will watch this later in court yeah. years from now in the future. Yeah. This is why you're with your mother. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. This will be used as evidence here. <laughs> yeah, my dad is uh, driving me. And, uh, he really wants to know. I don't know what his question to ask. No, really. Where do you get the, where you get the hot the hot songs in Nashville? Good songs. Like, yeah. Asking, Does he want to go hear them? Or is, I thought he was going to say hot chicken. I he, did too. That's what I, I thought he was going to yeah. say. We're going to say princess for that probably. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. We, yeah, where do you get the hot? I mean, I guess it's like how competitive is it on the songwriting market? I mean, what is that like? Is like do you, if you need a good hit nowadays, do you um, go to one of these okay. guys or do you have somebody else that you see on the side? You know, be honest with these fellas. No, I mean, if I if I <laughs> honestly if I have a, an idea or if I just want to write songs, they're going to be my top two people that i write with for sure that's no awesome. doubt. i mean not only are we you know good buddies we i i really look up to and respect their talents more than more so than almost anyone here um i mean we all write with other people too you know it's not like yep. we we don't just only write with each other you know like, like we haven't written a song together in a while yeah but it's not just it's not because we don't want to or because you know just we we get scheduled rights with other people or you know we get on a roll we may get on a roll like me and Aaron got on a roll with a couple of people so we just kept on yeah just hitting, very, that, hitting, uh, hitting that roll it comes in and out of phases just of people that you're kind of gelling with and yeah it's a it's a whole process but sure. i mean Crazy but we're also not going around writing with everybody in nashville either right mm-hmm. You know, it's not like at, at first it, I did. At first, yeah, you got to once yeah, you find everybody it. did. You you literally till you find your crew, you write with everybody. Damn. Yeah, it's, and even once you kind of get cuts and you get some hits, then you write with the next level of everybody. You know what I mean? And it sort of goes on until you really are here for you know writing songs for four or five years and like really get your crew together. Yeah, and who keeps the tabs on how that like uh, how that's dispensed between the different your, writers? If you, you get have a point song. yeah, your publishers. So they're handling all that. Yeah. yeah. And you know they'll they'll ask you you know who did you enjoy that do you want to write with these people do you want to do this and do you want to do that and you just kind of yeah or yeah or no I mean I don't know about y'all but I, I mean they they just like I don't know who I'm writing with tomorrow but I know I'm writing with somebody you know what right. I mean like they just book it out and you just kind of stay on your calendar and stay a couple weeks ahead and make sure it's not somebody that you hate not that. Right, or somebody yeah. you worked with before is uncomfortable. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, I mean, there may be a hit songwriter that's got 20 number ones that you just don't really like writing. No, there's... there's and there ain't nothing wrong with I can think yeah. of. Yeah. yeah. That's like that. Every room yeah. dynamic is completely different. Because like, like you're saying, we definitely spent two or three years speed dating pretty much with yeah. writing. Uh-huh. And then now the luxury is not having to do that. Yeah. Getting to pick your room yeah. all the and, time. And luckily we found people who we really enjoy the company of who are badass at the same time. And you don't have to... It's just... And it all depends. You don't feel on nervous to go write a song. I don't. Right. We're just no, hanging never out. Never anymore. Yeah. I used to at first. I was like, "Damn, man, I don't know if I'm going to like this person. I don't know if I have a good idea. I don't know if that's how we. Met. That's how me and you met. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> he just came to my house. I did. Never met him before. <laughs> no. Hmm. And, and was he nice? Was he friendly? What was he like? Yeah. Yeah. We yeah, we wrote, cool. we wrote a cool song, yeah. and then and then I remember um, Morgan recorded the work tape so when after you write it usually these days you have somebody that's pretty much sitting what he's and they look just like him except they're making music instead of other stuff you know mm-hmm. what i mean and like a beat is going these days and you and they're working on the music so you while rarely we're write on with acoustic guitars anymore sadly but that yeah. when the first time we wrote we wrote on acoustic and, and uh morgan played the work tape like you just recorded on your phone you know after it's over and he chained wrote? he raised the the key like three steps, which is a lot out of seven, wow. and then did it again, and I was like, "Fuck!" 
all right, I like this guy. <laughs> and that was it, dude. We just started drinking together. We went and ate barbecue after that, and then fucking yeah, you know, we did. I don't know. We just started. We started. We've been boys ever out. since. Yeah. Praise God. It man. took one time. It was me, you, and Jameson. Yeah, Jameson Rogers is another good buddy of ours. Yeah, artist, love Jameson. Singer. Yeah, we. Uh, but it doesn't always work like that. Right. No, no dude. Uh-uh. I've had some, some I've had some, some brutal ones. Hey, yeah, because yeah, I didn't a phone even, call halfway yes, through and take it. Hello, nobody's yeah. on either. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh my Come god, I have an emergency. <laughs> my dog escaped from my <laughs> house and he's running through my neighborhood. Yeah, like. My kid's on fire. <laughs> yeah. I've used some bad excuses, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even fire. have kids. Not like, anymore. You don't even have any children. <laughs> like the whole drive home, you're thinking about how you can set your kid on fire and take a picture without getting in trouble. Without actually burning proof. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Damn. Do you ever like, oh, this would be the last question I got. Sometimes with music, like, you know, I notice a lot of uh, your stuff that I've heard, Morgan, makes me like kind of nostalgic a little bit, you know? And I love nostalgia. If people are like, if you could go to space, you know, would you go be that astronaut? I'd be like, no, I, I want to be an astronaut that like blasts backwards in the time <laughs> and in my feelings when I was a child. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the astronaut I want to be. <laughs> wow. you know? Like, how do I get back there? Um, Hypnotherapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a thing for that. Astronaut. Maybe. Now, I'd go for I, Dude, Ernie, you, I would go to you for a... Uh, to, for like a reading or something, I bet, in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you get them palms read yeah. for sure. Earns roadside readings, yeah. bro. I got to pull up straight Earn's at got a that. got tarot cards. Carrot cards. Carrot cards, bro. Oh, this one have one carrot. This one has two carrots, <laughs> bro. You're doing good. Oh, man. Um, is it, do, you, do, you, do you sometimes find like a piece of something that like you're like, oh, that makes me think or feel a certain way, and that's how you guys start a nugget for a song? Is there any real secret to it? I know this is a real general question. I mean, you start with an idea usually, and I think everybody, once you know how that idea is going to get written, like the storyline, everybody sort of taps into their own personal uh-huh. experiences, and then they use their writing voice to sort of regurgitate that to a certain extent. I, I, I mean, for me, that that's one of my favorite feelings, too, when I hear a song, is is that feeling. I think it probably is all three of us, yeah. if I had to guess. Yeah. yeah. I, that's a feeling that I think we all relate to, so I think just naturally that's kind of where we go. It's yeah. like... like inspiration that's like you don't even know you're like using subconscious maybe subconscious yeah but when i'm listening to a song i like songs that make me feel that way too so i I think just and i'm guessing we're all the same yeah country music's good because it lends itself to that so the art of writing a country song like you're you're writing three or four topics all the time it's like what's the new clever way to write an nostalgic Mm -hmm. song i was like the night we wrote hometown i was faded as hell i always ask hardy (laughs) i always ask hardy if his back hurts for carrying my ass through that song uh, me and hardy wrote that song yeah yeah dude i was fucking i was browned out in the corner but it was in my room over at big loud i do remember when uh i said he said he said ain't that a map dot shame and thank that Boy, I got glass balls. I about ran through one. I was like, ain't that a map dot shame? Ain't nobody writing this song in Nashville tonight. But that's about all I said. And, and, this, and that is not even a that is not even a like a diss at Earn because Earn is usually the one saying more than anyone. Yeah, yeah. that's why I own it. I, I, I didn't do much on more than my own. And like, and, <laughs> but his, his energy in the room, I like that. I don't know that we would have wrote that song without that. No, yeah, you know? there's always you, you there, never would it never would have came out exactly like it did if there's not no way if the same elements the variables. We're not there the same. There's yeah, no way yeah. it would have. Yeah. But usually he's writing but, more lyrics than, than mm-hmm. me and whoever else it is combined. Yeah. But I say that because more than my hometown, it was unraveling that whole the nostalgic feeling. I think it's one of the coolest coolest ways to do it. Like stuck in these streets like the train tracks. Yeah. Bars, dude. Like Solid. 
God. Oh, that's a little Wayne, bro. Dude, that's what <laughs> it is. is like a little it, Wayne. It is mod. stuck in these streets like some train tracks. <laughs> it's a little Wayne, bro. Yeah. What do you call it? It's good. I mean, yeah. A metaphor, I guess. It's a, that's a simile. It's a simile. Yeah. Like ass. Yeah. It's called a heater. Metaphor is a damn dessert, I think, isn't it? A dessert? Dinosaur. Pedophore, what is it called? Pedophore. Oh, me- pedophore. Oh, metaphor. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. What's, wait, what's that a pedophore? Pedophore is a little cake you get at the bakery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, yeah. It sounds like... <laughs> I thought you said pedophore. Why is that so close to pedophile? I know. Oh, I mean, like, the mixing pedophile and metaphor. Go get you a little cake, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can see it. I guess. I, I can see it checking Christ. out. Um, <laughs> God, I have two pedophores. And so you tour hard. Because I was getting my hair cut, and this lady's like, you got to hear this guy. You know, and so that's how she turned me on to you. This uh, haircutter in town, Whitney, and um, uh, you you got to tour a little bit during this COVID. Yeah, I played some shows, and uh, I played in the rain. You told me, right? Yeah, we did one in Georgia um, in the rain. That was our first show back, and it was like a socially distant. It was a huge parking lot, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, they had like you know, like it's just guardrail with the bicycle rack looking kind. You mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. That makes I sense. Do, yeah, and it was like just like Broadway down there. Yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was waiting. On that. Yeah, like you know, were, the third one right outside. Yeah, just yeah. got the sharpie. Yeah. All you had to lean up again with your belongings <laughs> on the side. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> That's where Morgan went to college, bro. Yeah. Uh, Broadway. Yeah, I went to yeah. Broadway College. Man. Um, the only one who showed up with a book bag over there at Kid Rock's bar. You know? <laughs> yeah, he did have a book bag. <laughs> Full of oh, beer and boy. reasons, dude. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but yeah, it was just it was like four hundred of squares of those. Like it was cool. And then we played Atlanta. Same thing. It was separated. And then we played Florida, and everything was completely normal in Florida, and it was weird. I was surprised. It was crazy. I like love that. crazy to think that like you could drive. 30 minutes north from Gainesville or however and be in Georgia and like that's completely frowned upon but Florida is Florida's the new America man it's the oh, new dude. new Roanoke bro that's where Christopher that's Columbus the, landed that's the wild west yeah, it, it is dude, dude. <laughs> man it was crazy I'm but I mean the shows were boat. awesome <laughs> dude I tell my friends in Britain I say hey man we might be coming back that's what I tell them bro. We, we might put a shit where can together. we go next yeah. <laughs> is there anywhere that's been un- unestablished yeah, where can so we go fun. next it might be Canada man I'm telling <laughs> yeah, you Canada rock it does, right. does rock. Yeah, it does. I think we all agree with that. I, we already talked about this earlier. I think everyone can agree on that. Canada rocks. Toronto is so cool. Yeah, the, I watched. About it. I watched Morgan play a festival there one time in a tent. He headlined the tent. You know how like the, it'll be a big mm-hmm. tent. That's what we talked about That's earlier. Boots and hearts. Yeah, yeah. And the crowd was somebody had the decibel like they were some way to measure volume. And did you talk about all this already? I didn't talk about that part. The crowd was literally louder than the sound than the band than the music coming out of the speakers Dang. that's crazy it was I had never witnessed anything like it dude oh, and dude. we were so hung over that day oh yeah I, I, could, <laughs> I, don't even, I was like I don't know if I can play today guys <laughs> and then it was one of the best ones that was a good time I that definitely really didn't know cool, if I could though. sing or not oh that's the worst I, was Canada did, rocks. I did like a few interviews before before the show you know and I'm like is this guy okay <laughs> how's he about to sing <laughs> damn <laughs> 
Uh, have you guys ever all sang together on the stage at no. one time? Uh, not all no. three of us. We've we, shotgun we a beer on stage together. But. Oh, yeah. Well, Ern's busy yeah, yeah, pitching yeah. baseball, so as soon, <laughs> yeah. as soon as he gets back on the stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. As as I got three workouts down, a day. As soon as, Ern's out there filming him, a league of their own. As soon as they send him back to the softball league off the, <laughs> off the men's, <laughs> yeah. men's league. Now, Ern, if you push the envelope and try to get on the damn female softball team, I would support that. Who can tell me I can't? Yeah, you're right. No one. I think about that all the time, dude. Dude, I was... I was peeing in the airport in St. Thomas, and then it was like a minute-long piss, and I turned around and realized that one of the ladies had been cleaning the whole time. I was like, dang, dude, I bet she just has to deal with this all the time. Yeah. I probably would have still peed, but that's something Oh, different. yeah, because of same-gender bathrooms. Yeah, yeah, it's like you don't even know who the jan- – that's the scary part. It's like what janitor is going to be in yes. there, you know? Yeah. And how do I behave towards them? Exactly. Do yeah. I – do they want me to pretend they're not there? Do I greet them? I think you <laughs> hey, how's it going? Completely ignore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're I'm in ignore for sure. Yeah. yeah, I do what I usually do in any bathroom is completely <laughs> ignore everybody. Yeah. Do y'all tip the the dude that's in nice places that'll wash your hands for you and shit? Bro, I'll tell you this story. If I have cash, I will. Yeah, so I'm in uh, Seattle or something, right? I'm in there. You and I go in the bathroom, and there's a guy in there, and he's like, "Hey, bro, I, got, I have to I have to use the bathroom, right?" I go in there, I'm like. Uh, uh, I go in the stall, and I, I have to sit down, right? So I have to sit down and do adult bathroom use. And this man, <laughs> the guy working in there bangs on the stall. He's like, don't worry, bro. I got you, Holmes. And I'm like, what? I don't need any. I don't need anything. I'm fine, you know? And it's the mint guy in there. It's the guy with the mint yeah, and everything, yeah. you know? I don't like that. I don't like that guy. I don't like it either. What Another guy doing? runs in the bathroom a minute later and starts pulling on the stall door, right? I guess he has to go to the bathroom. This bouncer guy, I guess, who's now the bouncer of this toilet, <laughs> he starts a fight, a physical fight with the dude. He's like, hey, that's my boy in there. And I'm in there like, I don't know who's oh, out no. there. Anyway, they start fist fighting. Dude, the police come in. What the fuck? <laughs> the police come He's in, trying to take a shit. Yeah. And I'm just in the urinal. Oh, oh my god so dude. anyway those it gets really was that just, like a fan of yours or something no it was just a guy who i think you know you come in there he's like hey i got you bro and then you owe him on the way out it's kind yeah. of like a he, he, he's doing the, it's like the, the, the bathroom yeah. version yes. of the people wiping your windshield yes like yeah yeah let me get you dog no, like, you I, might I, owe that dude some loyalty or something <laughs> <laughs> he might need to get your stripes I, now I, I, it was intense. i don't really understand like i don't want a bathroom attendant at all i get nervous sometimes i feel like i have to have a couple minutes i'll stay there and have you know it's yeah. like a little salad bar i feel hey, like what'd you do today man I just wash my hands. I don't need to squeeze. (laughs) I just beat the shit out of somebody coming in here trying to shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been a long week for everybody. (laughs) Dude, definitely shit his pants in that fight. If he had to get in that back and had to get hit in the face. I feel so bad. I'm like, leave him alone. He went to jail wet. (laughs) (laughs) No. It's too much, man. You guys are crazy. Uh well, man, congratulations on all you guys' success. Congratulations on the on the number one, man. That's yeah, crazy, bro. This is cool. This time, this worked out perfect. Yeah, yeah I was so cool. nervous. I didn't know. I was. I called Hardy. I was like, "Do you think Morgan would be upset if we had you and uh, Ernest come in, or you think he would be okay with it?" Oh, he's no, like, I, "He'll love." Yeah, it. yeah. I'm, I'm glad y'all came. And then, it, like halfway through, I was like. Oh fuck! We're gonna have a number one that that yeah. day. It was perfect. Yeah, was awesome. yeah, and that's all. I was like, oh, it was perfect timing. Yeah. So, hell yeah. But man, yeah, I know uh, you just came from hunting, bro. Yeah, I'm about to go back. I had to come into town and uh, get that COVID test and do this and get my tires rotated. And I'm about to go straight back. Well, happy Thanksgiving, guys! Thank you guys so much for coming Dude. in. Congrats on all the yeah. success, man! It's thank awesome. You, man. It's happy awesome to see. Thank and, and thank you guys for making good music that makes people think and feel. You know and. Uh, and hope you guys get back out on the road soon. I know that uh, Same. Shoot. all you guys yeah. want to. 
No yeah, doubt. Hell yeah. And I'm super proud of these boys. I'm super thankful to do it with them. Just want to say that. Uh, yeah. Amen, yeah, man. Yeah, it's cool. It, everywhere I go, it's like people uh, say all of you guys' names. It's really cool to just hear and even just to get to be here with you guys today is really awesome. So, uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Now I'm just floating on the breeze And I feel I'm falling like these leaves I must be cornerstone Oh, but when I reach that ground I'll share this peace of mind I found I can feel it in my bones But it's gonna take a little time For me to set that parking brake and let myself all mine shine that light on me. I'll sit and tell you my stories. Shine on me, and I will find a song. I will sing it just for Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jonathan Kite, and welcome to Kite Club, a podcast where I'll be sharing thoughts on things like current events, stand-up stories, and seven ways to pleasure your partner. The answer may shock you. Sometimes I'll interview my friends. Sometimes I won't. And as always, I'll be joined by the voices in my head. You have three new voice messages. A lot of people are talking about Kite Club. I've been talking about Kite Club for so long, longer than anybody else. So great. Hi, sweetheart. Here's a deal. Anyone who doesn't listen to Kite Club is a dodgy bloody wanker. Jermaine. Hi, I'll take a quarter pounder with cheese and a McFlurry. Sorry, sir, but our ice cream machine is broken. I think Tom Hanks just butt-dialed me. Anyway, first rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Second rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Third rule, like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or watch us on YouTube, yeah? And yes, don't worry, my Brad Pitt impression will get better.